0: Like to uh, call the uh, regular meeting of the town council um, to order, and it's about 5:01 ish. And you have the agenda in front of you. Are there any additions or deletions?
1: There, there are, uh, uh, Deputy Mayor but uh, We have one: the Rural Crime Watch uh, Framework Pilot Project, and that will be added to presentations. of The individual will be showing up as approximately 5.30 to uh, 6 o'clock today, and that would be... Okay, thank you. Any other changes? Uh,
0: That is it. Would someone like to move the acceptance of the agenda with those changes? Mr. Needham? All those in favor? Thank you. Um, We have minutes from the November 25th regular council meeting. Had a chance to review those, any changes that come to mind. Someone like to move the acceptance of those minutes? Thank you, Ms. Downing. All those in favor? Mr. Good's in favor, too, probably. You're in favor? Minutes? Great. Everyone's in favor, and then we have the uh, minutes uh, the amended minutes of the November 21st uh, special <coughs> council meeting.
1: And uh, uh, what we had so we had a little uh, glitch on the computer when we put the uh, original minutes on, and it was missing actually the second page. So we're, we didn't catch it until actually the, it, we had approved the minutes, and so we just have to amend them and just add the second page. I'll move those.
0: Okay, thank you, Mr. Scammerhorn. All those in favour? Great. Um, Before we do public hearings, um, we uh, have our flags at half-mast, and um, this is in recognition of the um, 14 uh, females who were uh, killed 30 years ago at the Ecole Polytechnique in Montreal December 6th. So we're just going to have a... uh, a little reflection time, so a moment or so.
2: Thank you.
0: Okay. Do we have any public hearings? There are none. Thank you. So we're on to section five which is for our presentations and we have uh, about five of them tonight. So uh, welcome all those presenters and I ask that when you come forward to the desk in front of me that uh, you turn on the microphone by pressing the button and that you also write your name on the paper so that we have the correct spelling for our uh, future minutes. The first one we have, um, okay, is North Peace Performing Arts. Welcome.
3: yes yeah. mm-hmm. okay my, my name is Audrey Dewitt my name is Barb we're at the Northeast Performing Arts and we've submitted a grant application for funding towards our annual festival and uh, we're hoping that the town can become an ongoing sponsor of the festival we have uh, quite a few children who come uh, each year to participate in the event it provides a valuable opportunity for them to, uh, to Displayed their skills in a, a whole range of uh, of uh, yeah I mean, like, Art like speech. piano, speech, violin, um, voice, um, musical theater, etc. Uh, and it adds a lot to our community as well as to the whole region. We have participants coming from um, far away, from Fairview, Manning, High
4: Level, sometimes yeah. even Northern Alberta, High Prairie, High Level. Any
3: entertain questions? You have specific questions about it? If you want to know more about
0: the festival. So the festival is taking place uh, March of this year. Yeah, yeah that's, I that's right. okay. And um, you mentioned, or maybe it says in our paperwork, that there's approximately how many participants? Seven
4: hundred. Okay. Um, it's
0: not
4: all children there's adult choirs and adult musicians and speech um that also take place in musical theater
0: the majority is jumping off. yeah um uh, counselors any further any other questions is mm-hmm. down deaf
5: humeur man's or so this is obviously not our first presentation by the north performing arts uh and and i'm sorry you said the date was again march First of 14. First 14. First 14. Uh, and um, and yeah. last year, I know last year was sort of the tough year for the festival coming in because volunteer groups ebb and flow. Um, how did your festival end up? It was, it, was it was really nice and we think you guys did
4: donate to our festival last year. It was the first year that um, we had filled out any grants. Um, applications. So I believe it's the 27th year this year. Um, and last year, with noticing um, big companies scaling down their um, what they were donating to nonprofit organizations, that's when we decided as a work we start. Working on different. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And yeah. so you ended up having successful
4: We did we did have a successful year. We've made some changes um, through different venues that we're using to down play the cost of, of what the festival
5: entails. I think for um, the first year that I started, I believe we're $14,000 under what our expenses
4: were starting us, so. Thank you. Thank
6: you. Any further questions, counselors? Yeah, I, I have one under on your
7: proposed budget there's twenty thousand on the actual it's ten five four for general donations where do most of the donations come from are they just private people putting in a few dollars here and there or are these kind of I know your organization like you said and a lot of others the, the big corporate ones are kind of drying up so yeah. what 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 does make up of most of those donations
5: we have had um
4: people in the community with businesses that are ongoing supporters of the festival, people that are interested in the arts. There's the small companies. We have lists of them, but um, the Kenry Electrics and the United Floors and um, Rotary Club, the MDs. So the way that it works is there are some that are donators to the entire festival and some sponsor just certain awards so we have about a hundred awards that go directly to the kids. But if you want to see a list,
7: oh no, no, I was just curious as to the variety. It, it's a
3: large, yeah. And a lot of the awards are donated by individual families or yes. persons and some businesses. Do. Yeah, we've yeah. been long-term supporters of an award, and yeah, it's a wonderful thing to do.
4: Yeah.
5: At the um,
4: the grand concert of the festival I don't know if any of you are familiar with it but how the festival goes is it's a lot of it is at the United Church and there's piano playing and voice singing but at the end they kind of they bring the best of the best performers to put on the grand concert and they're the people that have donated like Audrey and her husband they get to sit and have a visit with the student that's won their award and
0: so, uh, the adjustments as you mentioned this year, you've adjusted some locations which brought some of the, that kind of cost down. Um, you mentioned someplace here that um, it might be harder to get awards, or not awards, but sponsors this year, and you're just kind of hoping. That the usual ones turn up and a few others okay Um, so you're requesting a a, a grant of five thousand dollars and that would bring you even according to your projections for this year exactly okay any further questions from council okay the way this works is uh, we thank you for your presentation and we deliberate a little bit further on uh, within the agenda usually um, and that's kind of the way it is. So if you make sure that you've written your names down, that would be great.
8: Thank you for your time.
0: And thank you, and thank you for doing that for our community, and good luck with this year. Thank you. You're welcome. And yeah, we have Mr. Mayor here, so Mr. Mayor will come in. turn you come to the
9: I think the mayor should have said hurry hard, I think is what it was.
5: That's, that's all. It's okay, I have the hammer coming home. Yeah. <laughs>
9: it's right here, actually. I think you should come and play with us He gets enough entertainment here every Monday night.
6: Uh, so, yes,
8: we're here. My name is Valerie Difference. This is Craig Anderson. Uh, we are here on behalf of both the MS Society and the Conservative Drilling Club for the last few years I think this coming up is year number five Uh, we've been holding what we've started calling curl for a cause MS funds field initially it started from one of the curling club members when we were talking about doing additional fundraisers for the MS Society her comment was well why it's too bad we can't have a bonds bill and we basically said what do you mean we can't so we did we started it Four and a half years ago, I think we tried it as the evening or the, the fall bond spiel, and then we changed it up and had it in the spring. And so the end of January, January 31st to February 1st, we're planning to hold another funds spiel. It's a Friday night, Saturday day event. We've had as few as four teams and as many as 20. So it's it's a small funds spiel. Last year we raised just under $4,000, I think, um, and we only had 12 teams. So we're kind of proud that we can raise as much money as we can, even with a few few teams showing up. We do have teams that come from Dawson Creek, Spirit River. We have unregistered already from High Prairie. Um, I don't think anybody's come as far as high level yet, but the invitations are always open. So we've asked council for $500 to help with the Saturday evening supper, which is kind of our wrap-up banquet um, for the event. In addition, we've asked and received funding from a couple of the other counties, County of Northern Lights and Northern Sunrise County. We also asked for funding, sponsorship donations, whichever, uh, from some of the companies that I work with, Craig works with and then individuals, when they come out to the bonds bill, we do a silent auction, we raise. Basically, if all of our costs are covered, then anything additional from the registration fee, the silent auction, the raffles, all goes into the MS Society. The Curling Club, the original deal that we made with them is that we would ask them to keep 15% of the profit to kind of cover their costs on the ICE tax, and that's worked out well. Last year, they turned around and donated back to.
10: Any questions? And uh, where uh, are your, what, the rink that's the furthest away, where where are they from?
8: Dawson Creek. Dawson Creek.
10: So you won't be able to call yourself the International Curl for a cause? Not yet. Not
5: yet. Not
8: yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Great. Well, uh, thanks. We We do try to keep it light so that people that aren't competitive We'll come out and play and mix with the rules. We throw turkeys
9: down
11: the ice, we throw people down the ice. We have a little bit of fun. The funds that we raise are put into the uh, North Peace MS chapter, which is an ongoing chapter that we've had for years in uh, in this area. And, and the pro- proceeds from that are used for buying or sponsoring anyone with MS buying uh, wheelchairs or, or equipment as required, and also to support um, research. We're governed under the uh, National uh, MS Society and the uh, Alberta Northwest Territories group under that. So that's where the money ends up going. So your entry fee is only uh, $160,
8: 160
11: team. per team, yeah. So $40 ahead. head. Okay, we're going to have to throw the team in there. <laughs> you only play three
7: games. One Friday night and two on Saturday. And if you're really worried, we can shorten it up. We would have to be rather short. <laughs> we haven't gone to all in about 10 years. Okay. <sighs> Okay, no
10: further questions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'll ask the uh, Peace River Winter Swim Club to uh, come forward. Are we on?
7: My name is Wade Johnson, uh, and this is Rachel Van Tamlin, and we're here representing the Watkins Winter Swim Club. Okay. So the information you have in front of you, it's, uh, what we're looking at and, and requesting is a, a gift in kind, where be the, uh, we're hosting our meet on January 18th and 19th, Saturday, Sunday, uh, requesting that the... Um, rental fee is is waived and the cost of the light cards is is also waived during our swim meet it's, uh, it's a it's very large meet it's our 25th uh annual winter swim meet and uh, we have people coming from all over teams coming from all over as far as grand Cash, chetland uh, we've been up to uh, 140 150 athletes usually average around 110 120 it's a two full days, and people are staying in hotels, Brings lots of people into the community. And what we've, you know, with, with that support, you can see it within the uh, budget, is that we do do a lot of fundraising on top of it. We have uh, prize tables, we have local businesses that support us, whether it's through food, through donations, to try to help cover the cost. We're, st- we're running a, quite a deficit this year. We have quite a few older swimmers who are the ones who biggest registration fee are no longer swimming they've uh, moved on so we do have a a good group younger ones but still in the end our overall budget is 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 down from previous years so even with the fundraising that would come from this swim meet we're still going to be running a a deficit this year questions I see you're the future
10: of great international swim so who's from out of country, <laughs> <laughs> or is this like our airport,
7: the international? Airport? <laughs> is it international, or invitational? If it says international, that'd be my typo, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it says. International. All right, and that's our stuff. I think so, absolutely. I think I'm, i I think mine was proved four or five times before it actually got to you, Rachel. Uh, made sure it was all correct, but it was done. Uh,
9: no questions? No.
0: This
9: okay. Is,
0: this is in March again?
9: January. January 18th, 19th. Okay. Thanks.
0: Thank you very much. Hopefully, uh,
7: the last questions, the more successful. Will be. Well, I think, think we have seen, we've kind of seen this one before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We're, so we're, yeah. I ask the same questions to, yeah. as last year, I guess, if you want to feel like... Nebraska. Well, this is my first time coming here It's Rachel, so we're hoping <laughs> we can ask any questions because we're, we're the new recruits when it comes oh, to things like this. Yeah. So we're on other events, but swimming is a whole new project. The
9: president's a staff employee. Oh, well, yeah. Complete all the squares on the applications. Uh, Mr. Johnson, there's no questions. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, yeah. thank you. Thank you.
10: You can do it in French for bilingual. Did anybody?
12: <laughs> I've seen you talk French at times. <laughs> oh, so you're not a call Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Alain I'm one of the directors with the sansa of Carnival. Uh, this year will be our 37th carnival. And we start in 83. And um, really our main goal of this of the event is to celebrate our French community and, and surrounding communities as well. So t- currently we've probably entertained during the week, Tuesdays and Thursdays about 600 kids from the schools, um, mostly from Peace Server and some from uh, Fleur and elsewhere. Um, we also have schools from uh, Dawson Creek Grand Prairie that do come on the weekends as well. In the, on the weekend, on the 14th to the 16th, we probably expect about a thousand people, so that's over two, two and a half days. Uh, mainly, our event showcases the French culture, the food, the music, and the activities. Uh, it's more of a socialized event to have fun, to enjoy ourselves. Most of the event uh, costs us, us roughly between 90 dollars to 100000 a year. Uh, the uh, municipality probably provides us a about thirteen thousand in in grants or in funding. Um, a quarter of it probably comes from the uh, the, uh, the businesses themselves by sponsorships, as we have provided you guys as well. So I think in the past you guys used to provide us about a thousand dollars in sponsorship, just to give you a, in the past. I'm not sure last year I wasn't involved last year in the uh, funding, so and also we do also support of well the local organizations as well they do some of our food booths so they'll probably make up to five thousand dollars like the schools themselves like parents and that and also we do work with some others for the security as well so uh, some of the baptist group and as well we give them money that way over a thousand dollars so we do give back quite a bit to other organizations as well so i imagine this is why we come back to you guys for your help as well because it's I'd say over half of our attendance is probably from P server, so so this is why we come back and you know, help, uh, entertain the opportunity to help us in having this event. So I'm not sure if you have any questions or. I guess you don't know.
0: So is there anything appreciably different within your program this year compared to last?
12: uh what well we do as you know we do change our theme every year so we do kind of target more of the kids and this year's kind of a different theme it's called invasion of the emojis so it's a lot different uh, but it's it's also to keep people entertained so it's more um because we spend a lot of time decorating as well if you ever had a chance to come so that's one of our things that we showcase as well we do spend a lot of time preparing for the event as well so and the bands change every year, so typically, everything changes. There's also local bands that are pretty well similar, but we would like to showcase some of the new talents since they they are available to, to come as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Read the name down. Yeah.
11: Okay. Um, so
4: that will, that's it
10: for presentations. Uh, are there any bylaws to Mr. Parker?
1: There are none Your worship. Any unfinished business? There is none Your worship. Uh, yeah, we do the homework presentation, but oh, okay. I mean, they, they'll be coming around 6 o'clock. Oh, okay. yeah. uh,
10: new business, uh, we have a briefing note uh, regarding grants to organizations, and I'm assuming. Mr. I'll lead the discussion on that.
13: Good evening, Council. Uh, we've already had the presentations from the uh, four groups that put applications in. Uh, usually, this segment of the uh, process is handled on the first meeting of the month, but due to time constraints, uh, we're only able to get everybody in at this meeting. So, the first meeting. January, I will have a request for decision regarding each one of these applications uh, for you to make decisions on okay.
1: So, no decision, uh, this week. Okay. okay, and those are no recommendations. Yeah, yeah. And what happens here is we also have to do the formal scoring, and that will help, uh, help following our policy. Thank you. <coughs>
5: So, Your Worship, what is the date on that decision then, for
0: the for the groups waiting to hear?
10: First first
0: meeting in January. That's a GP. Not, not That's a GP, sir. The first regular meeting is the 13th.
7: 13th. 13th. Thank you. So, should we invite these people back on the 13th so they don't have to sit here and watch the rest of our exciting proceedings tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're invited to stay if they
10: want, uh, and uh, if they want to uh, come on the thirteenth with the final decision, uh, here. We'll let them know when we're another thank you.
6: Thank
10: you. Yeah, uh motion accepts the There's information all the In favor. Uh, request for
13: decision on the interim budget in a while. Thank you very much. As for the Municipal Government Act, we need to have in place a budget on January 1st. Um, We are in the process of working through the budget at the moment, and we will not have it passed by the 1st of January. The administration is recommending that uh, council approve the 2020 interim budget in the amount of $9,182,630 which is based on 50% of the approved 2019 operating budget as detailed in appendix 1. This is the uh, same process that we used last year uh, to make sure that we can continue operating and not have a government shutdown. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we,
10: we may be shut down by other other governments before we shut down
2: ourselves. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I just wanted to sort of reiterate, um, this is something that happens virtually every year around this time. This is not an, an unusual thing because every council I've been on forever does this. It's just sometimes people come and go. This this is it new? new and the answer is no i i believe we've had
13: one or two years where we've been able to get a budget yeah. passed at the last meeting in december um but this year we're unable to do
1: that and, 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 and if you take a look across the province there's very few councils that actually overall accounts get it um in time that's why they have it under the business government act section 242-2 so that you can do an interim budget and uh continue to uh spend money because again. Gotta have something, some kind of proof that you can move forward. So, we're we going to get a motion here, or okay?
10: All in favor for the, I'm assuming your are no, voting. motion is recommended. Can you the, the interim budget, please?
5: Yes, you might make me motion
10: to the objective. Okay, maybe I should reiterate your worship I would like to move to approve the
5: 2020 interim operating budget that came out of the yeah. What
7: sure. again?
10: Second reading,
11: John. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
10: uh, a request for a decision on a letter of support for the fifty-five plus games. This is referring to age, not size. Yes. <laughs>
4: that is correct. Um, Your worship and council, the report before you this evening is a follow up to a previous discussion at the council table um, looking at a regional bid. We have brought together the other five, uh, the total five municipalities, and have had a couple of meetings. Um, each municipality has signed on to the bid, and we're asking council to formally do so also through a letter of support that needs to be included in the formal bid package uh, which I'll be submitting later this week. So remind me again when this, when, when, if we were to win this bid, when do we host it? 2021 uh, August, either the third or fourth weekend later in August. So
0: this gives me some training time. Okay. correct <laughs> um this uh the 55 plus is it kind of a combination of winter and summer no, it's no just
4: they've split them back out again so it's summer only um it includes sports such as pickleball tennis uh, swimming cycling uh, quite a number of different card games military whist cribbage uh, and others yeah quite a, an array of different activities did you say pickleball
7: Pickle, oh, okay. oh, wow. horseshoes, Horses, yeah. lawn Horses. bowling, no. no bocce. Bocce. Mm. I'm just trying to think of all the games that my generation isn't quite with yet.
0: You'll get there. No worries. Yes. You'll get there. Um, so the, the request is for letter support and the expected fifteen thousand. Yes, I almost
4: forgot the financial imp- implication um this is a very good return on our investment if you look at it from an economics perspective in comparison also to other games that we've hosted and or bid on in the past um the bid committee is looking at a, an approximate expense of around 200 250,000 for a budget um which is ex- very reasonable to host a provincial level um event for a weekend and we're asking each of the municipal partners, all five of them to commit to a financial portion of fifteen thousand dollars.
7: Where does the other
4: fundraising, sponsorships, that type of thing? So it gives them approximately a seventy five thousand sort of startup for the games and then to be funded elsewhere. There were some provincial grants, but, we are anticipating that they'll no longer be available because Alberta support Al- Alberta sport connection is no longer in existence. So that was where one of the agencies that provided small grants for communities for hosting. So um, um,
0: And people stay in hotels
4: mostly. Yes, hotels um, and campgrounds. So this particular group of games, we only provide one meal, <coughs> excuse me through uh, the opening ceremonies, a banquet, barbecue, whatever we, the committee chooses to offer. Um, all other meals are um, taken care of by the participants and whomever they come with. A lot of times there's you know, your partners coming with you on these types of activities uh, in this age category. So there's quite a number of people that come to the community. Um, we do are required to provide some lunches but most of the sites that we're looking at host their own internal kitchens or concessions. So a lot of those lunches can be served on site through those existing organizations, which is also another bonus. So those are the big reasons why the cost of the games is a lot lower. We're, we're not responsible for their accommodations. And the majority of their meals are on their own.
14: Except yeah. the
1: skate
4: park. I'm sorry? <laughs> different age category I'm sorry (laughs) so uh, you have a games committee chair Um, we are looking to the peace region games society to that's what they're still yes peace region Games <laughs> yes. society they are still active Dave Van Tamlin is the chair of those games of uh, that organization I'm sorry he was the chair of the 2010 Alberta summer games that was hosted in Peace server so that society would reactivate themselves and we would set up their organizational structure from there so is the track it very yes athletics would be one of the options we would have to look at maybe some fixes to that but right. it's probably one of the only spots and yes. or tennis might be the other one that might need a little okay. bit of um
0: our renovations those are the only two spots i'm ready to make a motion if we're any other questions okay go ahead I move that the Town of Peace River Council provide a letter of support for the Peace Region bid for the Alberta 55 plus summer 2021 games and commit to financial contribution of $15,000 financed through the operational budgets of both 2020 and 2021. Okay, all in favor?
4: Wonderful, thank you. Uh,
10: Request for decision, uh, FCM resolution. Are you
14: heading this one up, Mr. Parker? or oh, Mr. Town. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. Before you is a a request for Council to approve a, um, a motion which would then be passed along to FCM for them to consider at their annual convention in 2020 so as you are aware um the town has had and we continue to uh, deal with the gst audit um, or review which has indicated that we did and did not but should have charged gst on capital and other operating type funds the town has continued to fight um, this ruling at the time which would impact um, every municipality in Canada, um, plus we feel it's an overreach on the authority of of the Canada Revenue Agency and their interpretation of the Excise Act. So um, with the um, results of the, the audit and the impacts on the cost sharing agreements as taxable, um, we've been working with many municipalities and groups to exert some type of political uh, Pressures. So, as Council's aware, uh, both AUMA and RMA um, had received these as, as motions at their annual conferences. Um, they were both approved um, AUMA by a margin of 97%, and an RMA of a margin of over 90%. So, widespread support from divergent municipalities on, on the support of, of this effort. Um, Staff have also discussed with FCM staff and reviewed the options under the FCM's Legal Defense Fund. Um, Since it's a matter not before the courts, FCM has advised that the Legal Defense Fund is not the best mechanism um, for them to utilize at the time. So accordingly, administration has prepared a resolution under FCM's policy policy advocacy mandate. So prior to doing the resolution for FCM to consider sponsoring municipality must do a couple things. Uh, The first is prepare a report to council which demonstrates why the proposed resolution fits within the categorization guidelines is what we're doing tonight. Ensure that the proposed resolution complies with the FCM's guidelines which we have done. Ensure the resolution is drafted with the national focus. Um, which this does as it impacts potentially every municipality in Canada. Um, Consider whether resolutions are compatible with FCM policy as established. And proof of endorsement by the sponsoring local municipality. So staff have prepared a report that goes along with this. It's the last four pages um, of the report. is basically a backgrounder to FCM and their their people, persons to, um, to why they would want to consider taking on this um, as a motion at their annual conference and why they would want to approve it. Um, and as of this time, we're asking for council to um, endorse and submit the provided resolution to the FCM, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities for consideration by the membership at their annual conference in 2020. Excellent. And So if you take a look at that
1: briefing note that uh, is attached to this, that's the, the document that needs to go to uh, uh, FCM and they, uh, basically their process is they have to make sure that the council is, sees this document, they're fully aware of this document and you're fully supportive of the wording of this document uh, as it gets uh, moved forward. Um, and again it does, as uh, you know, director of council says, it explains all the reasons how it fits into the FCM. Uh, resolution process and, and why it uh, actually meets the, the requirements of FCO. I think
11: this is a pretty straight up and down vote. i put that motion on the floor as recommended by administration. we will give people an opportunity to ask any questions that this so, I,
9: I obviously, uh, your worship. So, there are a couple of us attending FCM. So, in terms of process steps, uh, we can anticipate that we would potentially speak to this motion on the floor. The right. We all draw straws. straws to
10: <laughs> that. be the process. All right, I, okay. All that fair? great. And where is FCM this year? Toronto Um. this year. Center of the Universe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Kenny's going there. Okay, Uh, the OWL, a request for decision on the Allen
5: Dare Rec Center. Mm -hmm. Yes.
13: Um,
5: Inadvertently, the uh, attachment was not attached
4: to the original document so if you refresh your agenda you will see the building structural report that the director's recommendations are based on right.
3: yeah. Aladair Rec
10: Center,
4: Thank you. my good we subjects. Okay. Yes, um, before Council this evening is a report in regards to some long-term planning requests of Council for the Aladair Rec Center, um, a little bit of history we've the leasee at this building it's a town owned building uh land also owned by the town has been leased to the sports club since the eds um, prior to that the town obtained the structure through um sort of a, a whole exchange of property through the town and a third party agreement with the peace River school division um it's really handy having our minutes online or available absolutely wonderful i found all sorts of great minutes and and topics of conversation that were very similar to today today's co- topics back in the 70s um this is a little side note sorry um, at some point we did sell back the surrounding property to the government of alberta and which left the town with the actual building structure and uh the footprint in front of the building but none of the other surrounding properties to the existing building um there are, unfortunately with that uh, ownership structure, some challenges are at this site. Uh, we own none of the parking. Um, the main road out front of the building is a, a significantly uh, present road that does, have, does, have, does not have any parking available on it. So, so some challenges to the site. Uh, in 2016 we did a structural building review of this structure Um, nothing came back as a significant concern Um, it's an old building does require renovations rehabilitations to bring to code standards Um, there are recommendations that are provided within that report that you can peruse um, now that it's up and, and available to you Um, there have been some uh, basic electrical mechanical updates really predominantly one was uh, boiler replacement but nothing else in terms of basic retrofits to fire code life standards uh, life assessment standards such as sprinkler systems that kind of thing the washrooms in the building uh, really significantly need a renovation The fire alarm system and other mechanical system updates and electrical updates as any building that the original core structure was from the 50s and the add-ons were in place approximately early 80s Um, basic maintenance is being provided at the building right now just in the sense of power and gas is on we're keeping it heated so that we don't lose the structure and um, through negligence of not keeping the, the water running and the power and the heat on. Uh, we have put some costs into our operational budget to cover those. So looking at sort of your basic maintenance, it's a minimum of four hours facility maintenance time, 25,000 contracted services. We are looking at uh, the bills that I've paid for this structure to date are 800 a month in power and gas, um, not including insurance. That's... Something we've always covered is the structural um, insurance of that property as it's a town-owned building. Capital retrofits over the next 10 years can be estimated upwards of 800,000, if not more, depending on what you did in that building. Um, as the town is the owner, we are liable for those financial commitments in the long run. Um, with the new Baytax Energy Center, it has been a part of different conversations. Um, that now this structure becomes redundant with that facility that we've put in place Uh, we've even looked at internal um, ideas within the management team of how could we repurpose this structure for another town facility of some sorts one of the ideas that we bantered about was dealing with the storage issue that the museum is having um, it's not the right fit for that style of building for their needs and would require again significant retrofitting for their purposes and quite frankly it's, it's almost too big for what they need and we'd have a lot of empty space and again you're adding um, operational and long-term financial expenses to the town that we did not have previously as we did lease it out to the organization that was responsible for both their operating costs and the capital expenditures though the town ended up paying a lot of those capital expenditures in the long run we had to replace the roof because otherwise it was going to keep leaking and it would have gotten shut down at some point Um, i provide you with a number of different options if we want to look at Oh, just a quick note going back. No other department expressed a need for the structure for another purpose internally um, other than the museum option, which I previously noted. Um, Administration at this point point would suggest it is more economical to look at selling of the property, uh, repurposing it to another organization, that avenue. that it would be to maintain it for the town's use. Uh, Therefore, under the Municipal Government Act, um, I do reference their disposal of land, that section of the MGA. Uh, It's not specific. We have a building and land in this case. But our asset disposal directive also indicates that we need a public process if we are looking at any sort of disposal of property. So with that in mind, we provide you with four options. Option one is to maintain the the existing structure. We find a need for it, whatever that might be. Option two is issuing a request for proposals to explore other options that could come from the community, whether that was private, nonprofit, combination, whatnot. Um, With that option, we are suggesting transfer of ownership, whatever that might look like. Option three is putting the building up for market sale. Option four is offering the building for lease, which is your current arrangement, or was our current arrangement for the building. I provide you with sort of the advantages and disadvantages of both of those options, but I leave it to council for any further conversation or questions you may have.
10: So, uh after we run the risk of somebody coming by and scared to declaring it a historical site.
4: <laughs> it would only be a part of it, would be historical. <laughs> no, I don't historical believe yeah, the Peace River School Division would be uh, uh, bringing that forward. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 yes, they didn't have the historical data. We question,
2: yeah, do we have, um, like you said, the lease is not the quarterly really terminated at this Correct. point of yeah. like, Any idea on the time frame expectation of that?
4: Oh, the, <coughs> excuse me, the, the sports club is still dealing with some of their assets that they haven't been able to dispose of, and they are still dealing with their debt that is outstanding with um, a federal agency. So I'm waiting for them and I've touched base with them a few times over the last couple months to see where they're at, but they're having a hard time disposing of those assets. So until such time as they deal with them, I haven't formally terminated the lease with them. We've come to an arrangement so that they could continue to try to dispose of them, but I am going to be asking them to sort of set a date of when they might anticipate so we could move forward.
2: But if before, the reason i'm asking that question yep. is if we're going to proceed with an rfp at some point there would have to be yep. something in there saying that yep. because we're going ahead with the rfp yep. this needs to be rolled up yeah prior to certain am i correct in that
4: absolutely and i'd be asking for them to try to address their situation at least by the end of january 2020 so that again we could move forward on whatever our, our process will end up looking like it, it, it's just dragging on for them also
2: Good.
11: Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. yes Ms. Bell, just under your uh, your option too, I'm looking at the footprint of the building on the floor plan on the report that you had just sent out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just as a long shot, I'm just going to throw this idea out there, I know if there's, uh, there's a parking issue in that area, um, I know the, uh, the condition of the building, but the, that waiting room addition and the gym gymnasium, let's say if that part of the building was removed, possibly use that footprint where the uh for the for the parking areas there. Has the numbers ever been looked at as far as trying to uh to save that racquetball court area and just running it as a maybe the town running it as a, as a racquetball center?
4: We just haven't looked at that, but I would have to defer that question to our director of Engineering and infrastructure because I'm not sure it's easy to just lop off part of a
13: building. Jim, could you speak to that? So, with that, it would depend depending on which are the load bearing walls within the structure if we can determine if those walls could be removed or not. Uh, so, we'd have to do a structural assessment to actually see if that could happen.
11: Yeah, I was just curious, because I do know that the rack of, like, um, I, I went to school there years ago, so a lot of that school end of the building has been removed, but uh, I know, like, the rack of all court area was an add-on after the fact, right. after the original teardown of Centre Street School. Yeah. So I'm just, that's why that's why I asked that question, if that rack of all court can be saved or not. Yeah, there again, I
13: kept it, you know, a to a structural to assessment of that, whether that would be feasible
1: or not. But that's also a good example of why you'd put it out to RFP. Because yeah. if someone was interested, they take a look at that and they can come back and say, we've looked at this, this is the proposal we'd like to do, and that would be one of the options. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So in, in terms of town, future operating, and other expenses to keep the building, only options two and three prevent. That responsibility. That's correct. Thank you. Did we just give this to the
10: federal government for GST?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll leave that to you <laughs> <laughs> to that, see if that, that can
10: be explored. They can take the liability. Yeah. <laughs> we will give that to the financial guys. So, yeah, yeah. uh, Tonya I'm looking at
5: the footprint. Um, I know that it wasn't an issue until the government building got restacked, and then all of a sudden, you know, that land that we had sold back to them now they actually wanted to use. I get that. That was a bit, uh, a bit of a surprise for all the user groups. Yeah. My concern is is that if we t- look at options, basically uh, two and three, are and four, for that matter, are we not putting ourselves in a position where we won't be able to move forward because there's no parking? Don't we have a parking requirement for buildings?
4: Yes, we do. And and this is the joys of this facility, um, is there's some real challenges at the site because of the ownership setup. Um, that agreement that Peace Country Sports Club had with the government of Alberta, they did try to remove it approximately a year ago so because of their needs their their needs have grown with the consolidation of all the provincial staff in the provincial building so it it does preclude a bit of a problem for somebody who wants to look at the structure however there is the possibility of adding some parking in the very front of the building but it would have to meet some of our requirements around uh, land use and the land use bylaw uh, for parking I don't know how many stalls you could get in there. Um, I'll leave that to the planner to to take a look at. Um, But it is an option for someone. But parking is a limiting factor to this structure, hence one of the other challenges
5: with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, even from the picture in the briefing note, it doesn't look like the footprint actually goes to the road. What's that all about? No, that would be our
4: frontage for easements for Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. That's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've all been in that building probably a number of times. It
5: does look like there might be room for parking there, but I mean, all right. Yeah. Thanks for answering.
4: Yeah. Based on the actual parking stall sizes. you think there'd be a lot of space, but it really, I think there are ways to get some parking in there,
5: definitely. It's just a matter of how many is the question, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and how do we determine parking again? Is it size of building, or is it mm-hmm. potentially? Can you an answer that question?
13: Yeah, so it's a combination of a couple of items. One is uh, also the land use bylaw, which determines uh, different requirements for different types of structures. Like uh, hospitals have different parking requirements, and a commercial store would have. And then, on top of that, so that would allocate how many parking stalls need to be uh, applied to that building. And then, our standard uh, parking uh, stall width is 3.0 meters. Right. Occupancy. Oh, yeah. Just,
3: uh,
9: just. Broad interpretation of the uh, the recommendation that's provided. So would this also include uh, sending this proposal to a demolition company?
6: I think at
4: this point we're looking to see if somebody has a creative use so for this building.
9: If I read again, I'm not. I'm not so not yet. Anticipating. <laughs> I'm anticipating what 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 the request for proposal is. But if if I were a viscose company, as an example, that did all yeah. btx. Could, could they interpret this request for proposal to, to read a,
4: a request for demolition or, no. or or not? No, at this point, I think the way we can word the RFP would be requesting a, a so, so purpose looking... reusing of okay. the existing structure. Sure. All right. Any sort of formal disposal at that level would come at a later date if for some reason we don't get any creative ass on the
9: structure. Sure. I guess it was the use. word dispose written yeah. in the recommendation that.
4: Uh, Sorry, and and that's the term of our directive is asset disposal, and remember disposal is not destruction
9: per se. All right, thanks for that. And just if I may one further clarification. So, uh, Squadron One Two Four, I uh, have they, you know, there was some informal discussions earlier that. Mm -hmm not sure where their parade is these days, are they?
4: I'm not sure where they're physically located,
5: but I have passed on a number of different locations to them. Okay, so,
4: yeah. that,
9: so that's yeah. part of the uh, yeah. the mailing list, if you will, for, yeah. for this. Absolutely, right. yeah. Thanks.
7: Is there a possibility of doing two things at the same time? So can you list it for sale and also request proposals, or does one preclude the other?
0: I
4: think in this process I would suggest doing an RFP first uh, to see what we get for opportunities. Uh, you, you might get some creative submissions. Um, a sale could be put at any point. We don't have to do them separately, we could do them in parallel also. So I didn't really answer your question.
6: <laughs> it's,
4: possible. it's It's definitely possible. Could that not be somebody's proposal? Yes, they could propose it for purchase, yeah, absolutely.
7: Although if they've been reading this, <laughs> they might figure out that they could just end up. Yeah, but they probably don't listen to the And
11: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, further up on uh, Councillor Needham's comments, so part of the RFP, talking about demolition, so the idea if somebody wanted to try, or if there's a group out there that wanted to try and save the uh, the rocket. Park, oh, yes. So would that be part of the RFP as far as uh, the demolition, let's say, of the arena side where all yeah. that old heating and everything is?
4: If we could absolutely ensure Just the wording allows for uh, multiple opportunities for somebody to present a,
11: a different. If place. that's what they, if yeah. that's what they yeah. wanted to do, correct. Just going back to Councillor Downing's comments yeah. about the parking, yes, uh, the parking on the south side. Yes. On the gymnasium side, yes, belongs to the government. That's correct. However, the footprint of that gymnasium—if I'm correct—that footprint of that gymnasium floor is bigger than that parking lot. So, um, or it would be close. Close. So yeah, it would a, be very close. A yes. double side park a double size park parking lot, which that building. Will oh, I see where you're going in. with
1: that. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah.
11: Just an idea.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and, and, and counsel. it's just when you put something up for sale, you know what you want to do. Yes. So or and you go for tenders or if, if you purchase something, our is when you don't know exactly what's out there, so you you go for an RFP to look at the creative suggestions that are out there, and that's why uh, you know governments have allowed you know the RFP process to come forward, and here we have some ideas, but hey, this opens up. So you can get a whole bunch of other different types of ideas. And
13: you might be surprised. It might be someone saying, hey, you know what? We'll take this piece of land, and we'll give you this other piece of land that might be beneficial to us and beneficial to them. So it just opens up. And or they might take part of the building down and, yeah, you
1: know, absolutely. and, and say, we'll, we'll do the parking lot with the other thing. and Or they, would, you know, it just opens it
2: totally, totally up. So that's what we like going through this process. just one comment. Um, I think where part of the difficulty is, is in, the rec- in the wording of the recommendation where it sure. says with an RFP to dispose of the Aladair Rec Center. Wow. It might be um, more clear if it said that with the request for proposals to um, elicit potential alternative uses or Absolutely. purposes. Yeah. So to
4: change I'd,
2: the I'd like to, <laughs> if I could, make that motion with that change that, uh, I would recommend that we proceed with an RFP to find alternate uses or I don't know, words that affect ownership. rather than the word dispose ownership because, ownership. or transfer ownership, yeah, because it's just the word dispose yep. to me is not quite clear.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And and I was just utilizing it again as for our direct. So, how would but you, I can how how would you would like, would,
2: like that word? How would you like that either
4: word? was fine. If transfer of ownership, and or repurpose repurpose, okay transfer
2: ownership or repurposing sure
4: and
2: And, sorry and or and i
4: guess that that's the one piece of information i i administration would like clarity from council would you like to retain ownership or transfer ownership and i think that needs to be clear in
8: your motion.
2: I would. In my motion i would say uh, not retain ownership okay thank you and i will stop using the word
11: disposed. what if we don't have your feedback and don't have our answers of which way we want to go we still don't want it then we decide again uh, if, you, if you want to open the debate why don't you speak so for instance what if uh, uh what's the wording i'm looking for here This yeah. <laughs> so let's say, let's say, for instance, so for the RFP, let's say if we don't have our answers yet. Of which direction we want to go, as far as, uh, let's say, uh, Jim comes back in with some numbers on, on uh, saving one part of the building, that that sort of idea, and it could be, it could be worthwhile doing so. But uh, with, it, with the word in the motion saying, uh, not, retain, not retain the building, we don't have that option of doing that later on down the road. Well, I,
2: I would think we do, and we can change our minds.
13: <laughs>
2: I, mean, I don't think it's a direction to, no. to transfer owners, it's a transfer, that that would be the... That would be the direction that we're
11: going. Yeah, I'm just going back on Mr. Parker's comments about the definition of the RFP, about getting the information back so that we can make a decision. And, and see, even with the RFP, what will happen here is you can get all this
1: information, you come up back, you might find that, no, this is what we want to do, we want to do something. And you don't accept, RFP doesn't guarantee you have to accept any of the proposals right. that you have, but it does help you at least get some information that's up there some options that are out there,
4: and it okay. gives the community an opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm,
11: yeah. I'm fine. i with that yeah.
5: Mister um, Goods, <laughs> well, What what I have
4: from the discussion is move that council proceed with a public request proposals to elicit options regarding a potential transfer of ownership or repurposing of the
5: Alameda Recreation Center. Well done.
2: <laughs>
5: okay, I, I was going to
10: allow either Elaine Manzer or uh, Mr. Ford, out of, out of nostalgia, to make that motion, but uh, then again, then you're going to turn it a, into a historic site, and then we're stuck with it. So. <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it
7: may be a proposal. <laughs> All
10: in favor of Mr. Good's motion. Thank you. And we will now, it's a perfect time for us to uh, hear the Rural Crime Prevention Framework PIBT program. Ms. Uh, Karina Williams,
1: please come forward. And I'll be assisting also. Ooh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, hello. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: on. That's trustful.
5: I've got you all loaded
6: here. Uh, I will. Sit. I just have to log you in. See oh. we'll Karina, look do you here then? No. Depends.
11: Karina, do you need to me for anything?
6: You're all good. Oh, come.
5: apparently the cursor has to be in the right spot. Okay. There's
6: your PowerPoint. Awesome. Thank well, okay. you. Have you want some water or anything? No, I'm okay. okay. Thank you.
10: Ready to go? Oh,
1: Thank
4: you, Autumn. Perfect. Thank you.
6: So, good evening, everybody. I'm Karina Williams, and I'm going to be presenting the um, Rural Crime Framework presentation to you this evening, along with um, Chris Parker. So where this came from, there has been many studies done for rural crime and the community of rural crime and the community of wellness. So what showed in all the surveys that have been done in the last four, Five years plus, is that for one, people don't feel safe in their homes anymore. There's a vigilante style that is starting to build. People, residents don't really know what's available to them in their town ta- in their hometown, and I'm talking um, this would be mental health, this would be addictions. Um, where can they go and a lot of them don't know where to go so part of this is to, in, to get everyone to the table so we're going to be bringing mental health we're going to be bringing community wellness we're going to be bringing AHS our RCMP our and education to the table so that we can start at the base of rural crime so the base at the very base would be the education level because we're gonna int- be introducing that to the schools. And then from there, it goes out to the community. So we're gonna be teaching everyone how to be safe with their rural crime. So the way this works, I put a lot of words in you. You are right, Chris. I put words in here. So, so the, the cornerstone of the framework is to start short-term and then end up long-term of where we want the vision to be. So the vision short-term, for example, would be going into the schools and educating the youth, especially, about drugs, which is part of what's been done already. but. Do the parents actually know that they're being taught that? And that's the the miscommunication that we have. The other one that I see a short term that I'm trying to work with as well is to get um, canines coming through the schools, which I am battling with right now because it is there's a lot of policies around that. But I'm trying to work with the RCMP and I'm trying to work with the Minister of Justice so that if a dog does enter a school and they do locate a locker then that FOIP should be then null and void and they should be allowed to enter that locker. So that's an example of short term. So the long term would be about building the community's confidence of being safe in their homes again in urban and in rural settings because there's a lot of issues.
1: If, if you just mind that? to just to maybe give a little background to council in the first place about this whole process. So um, part of our whole program um, through our strategic plan um, is to deal with, with crime and, and crime prevention. and That's why we've been very involved in the septa program. Well Peace River along with a couple of other communities have been actually chosen to be part of this Alberta Rural crime prevention framework. And so we're to be basically putting together a plan, and 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 staff was kind of concerned about this because we didn't know how much effort it was going to be. So um, I attended this training with um, Council Williams, and we, we looked at basically what um, we would have to do from a staff level to be part of this pilot program. And um, what we discovered was discovered that all the pieces are already there, and we're actually doing quite a bit of it. But what we didn't have and which helps fits in with our strategic plan is is actually developing measurable goals through this plan. And so what we were looking at is with this whole process is to put together a plan with measurable goals, and then there's some of the ways to get this communication out to the various different regions, such as going through to the schools, such as going to uh, specifically the, the, uh, the homes, the elderly um, uh, facilities that we have. Um, And when we actually did a mapping of, number one, what resources are out there and working together, we realized we had them all, that we didn't have to form anything else. And it would be very little staff time, we'd be looking at one of our major committees that would be, and and I believe you'll talk about that uh, that committee, that was already accepted, you know, taking the lead responsibility of putting together the plan in conjunction with us. Now what we did look at the plans is we looked at other municipalities and their plans and some were very, very extensive and others were very minimal. So we could be really detailed oriented or we could be very minuscule, you know. And so we we will develop a plan that will be good for this area, the Peace River and the region. And uh, what will happen is, is, if we're part of the pilot project and we wish to be part of this project, we would actually then share our plans and our progress and what we have done with other municipalities. So that's basically what this whole project is about. And sorry,
6: I I should have just done that right at the very beginning
1: and carry on.
6: Thank you, Chris. No, you said it way better than I did. I think I was in the long story version, so <laughs> I do apologize. I, I tend to do that. So um, so as Chris has stated about the long and short term building those goals, using the resources that we already have, the septet is definitely a huge part of that, so that's your lighting, cameras, all those um, instances where you can keep your home safe and, and lit well. so another part of that is your family education employment housing mental health and addictions so that's why it's all in the circle because if any of those are missing or broken which we're, we're noticing then that's where you start seeing the crime so if employment is a huge one and i know with the economy there's not much we can do but if we can get people feeling secure even though they're only for example, part time wage, is there a way that we can give them opportunities where they can help the community? It would be a volunteer basis, of course, but it, it's going to give them. Um, ownership and pride of their community and that's a huge part is when your community comes together and they feel very pride of, of their or very proud of their community they will all work together so it's all part of getting the evaluation as well so the evaluation forms will go to the seniors the education the schools the addictions the homeless so everybody on the community advisory committee has each one of those has a specialized area in there so we have someone from the seniors we have the AHS in we have the education in we have um, the RCMP so they're already there it's just a matter of building that evaluation and getting it filled out so that's where the CSE will come in with that part and as for the administration we're looking at it would be more asking them to help us advertise when we have community events coming on, when we're trying to inform every, every all the community the same as what um, Councillor Four is setting up in January. That would be a great example of that for um, the Crime Watch area and SEPTED and keeping people feeling safe in their community. So. The key service deliveries, these are just an example of what I've put here. So as you can see, they're all grouped together. So education, health, community services, youth and family services, they do all work well together. Now the, the issue would be bringing them to the table and actually having the conversation because that's what we find is missing. There's miscommunication between the groups of all three of these. If we can get them working together, then their scope gets bigger, and the community then starts realizing and getting the education they need to know what is available to them. And that builds your wellness of your community, which is big when your community is well. And again, I'm going back to that word, being proud, then your crime will reduce, and it it is proven. They've been doing it down south. There's a few um, municipalities that have already done started building on this. And they've they've seen their crime reduced by about 43%, which is a big, big number.
1: And, and one of the other things when we were taking this training, uh, <coughs> they actually did um, basically a 50-questionnaire Exam about safety, uh, how you feel safe in your, your community, and one of the activities that they they did is they got everyone in the room and they said, okay, go to this wall if you think you're feeling safe in your community, go to that wall if you don't, or sit in between. And it was really interesting, the perceptions that people had in different, you know, and, and even people in the same municipality, some totally were at one end and some were at the other end, and like one of the things that they found and they discovered, they said, That's kind of uh, what's unusual is generally a lot of times uh, women feel less safe in the same community as opposed to men would be because they're just, you know, for whatever reasons. And that was one of the things. So um, we then also looked at statistics at Peace River and the surrounding area, and we looked at the actual crimes that were occurring and where we thought crimes would be occurring and what types of crimes would be occurring. And then our perceptions towards that. And we saw how that changed too because we thought in a particular area there was crime and it actually got moved what we were thinking of to a different part of town, some of these, these incidences, and which was a real eye-opening experience for, for us because again, there's the reality but there's the perception. So by one of the things that the groups would be doing would be taking this 50 questionnaire to the various groups and helping them go through this questionnaire so we collect data so that we can then help put together the plan so that we can then go back out to the community and and try and uh, deal with some of these issues.
6: And that's right Chris, so when we have our base levels to start with, then you have a comparison because right now, if we started right now, we have no, no base to begin with. We don't know where people feel. We don't know where the ladies feel compared to the men, compared to the seniors, compared to the youth. So once we have that base set up, then we can start implementing the goals that will be the strategic plan for the short term and the long term. So the measuring outcomes, as you can see, it's your expected outcomes, and again, long-term, intermediate, and immediate, and we have to recognize that this is a, a process, it's a, over a two-year process, so all of us have to be aware that we have to smile and congratulate each other when we have those little goals that, that come together. So. Um, we're going to recognize the weaknesses, the gaps that we have. And one of the weaknesses we, we do know already is this lack of communication between the groups. So that's going to be really an easy short-term goal because we can just get the communication going for that. And as Chris had stated for the, the mapping system, We do, we have it here. I just don't feel that the residents know we have it here. And that's going to be an easy, another easy short-term goal, getting that message out to them. And the SEPTED of course is is huge when you can light up your your darker little areas of your streets where people don't feel safe. And those can be solar lights as well. So there's so many different aspects of of being able to light up an area now compared to where there used to be and making the sidewalks um, as you all know we're, we're all working with SEPTED as, as you can see coming down through Main Street now all the work that's already been done is all towards SEPTED so it's really improving that already so thank you Chris for helping me I do appreciate your wording is a lot better than mine. <laughs> I always take the long approach and I do apologize for that. So do you have any questions for me at this
11: time? Yes. Um, not a question, but just a uh, just a comment so that the rest of the council is aware. So we did the Septed presentations here within the last year, and uh, and that was more just time to kind of get a little bit of an education piece out there. But we've also uh, have been working on, and I know Korea has been involved in this with me too, as is taking this a little bit further and getting our boots on the ground, um, trained in an, in an advanced SEPTED course, which we now have the, I spoke to Chris about it, we have now have the opportunity, and I sent that email out to the CAC group, so the Edmonton Police Services uh, Holding an advanced course, and it's going to it'll be very, very affordable to the uh, the surrounding municipalities rather than bringing a gentleman back up here from uh, from Victoria to to teach such a course. So uh, we can send one of our staff or a couple of staff from whatever municipality wants to go. The the cost is uh, four hundred dollars per person, and plus their accommodation. So it's very affordable to get our administration trained in this. So for the Benefit of the
10: uh, press, what does SEPTED stand for again? Sorry. What, uh, for the benefit of the press, SEPTED? Uh,
11: what, what uh, SEPTED is, is the acronym through, for crime prevention through environmental design. So,
6: um,
11: I mean, um, this pilot
0: project, as such, what is the area that it would encompass?
6: So, the area would be the town of Peace River. And Northern Sunrise County. So, because it's been run through the Canadian Municipal Crime Framework Association, there is a membership fee to that, and it's five hundred and eleven dollars a year. So, uh, it's very minimal, but this way you get the you get the expertise because they will then come come to you while you're part of. Being that membership, so we have our council tomorrow, so I will be asking their our council as well, and yours, and if you're interested in doing a a split, I guess, of, we can both be underneath that umbrella because part of um, this whole crime framework is still under the Alberta Community Crime Prevention Association, which is ACPA, and those two together they work well together and that's part of that branch of that. So it all encompasses the rural crime framework and that's also through the Alberta community, or sorry, Alberta Rural Crime Prevention Association. <laughs> so that's, that's part of the association that you get your emails from, from the Rural Crime Watch. So the Rural Crime Watch piece will be encompassing a, di- a slightly different way of communicate, communications between the urban and rural, because urban is very different for rural crime compared to rural. rural. So compared to a farmyard, compared to houses, <coughs> it's, it's very different. So the the message is still going to be the same, but it will be emphasized slightly different. Because we have tractors being stolen in rural and you have trucks being stolen in town. So the message is still the same remove your keys, remove your belongings. But that, like, that message just changes slightly because you're talking tractor to a, a truck.
11: And just so uh, Council is aware, when uh, uh, Councilor Williams refers to ACPA, the Alberta Community Crime Prevention Association, that is the provincial board that both Karina and I sit on as directors.
5: So Karina, I liked your long wordedness. I read it, I thought it was great, and I was well informed, so thanks very much. So Chris talks about and he was really excited about the fact that we have so many of those pieces in, in play already. Is that how you're feeling about it? Is is there a nice connection going on already between NSC and the town of Peace River as it relates to our as relates to our crime um,
6: preventative
1: measures? Yeah, we commit a lot of crime over there.
6: Yeah. The way I, I, I look at it is we have Peace River travels to Northern Sunrise, Northern Sunrise travels to Peace River. So between those two communities, that's where I see the connection. And we have Northern Sunrise that comes in to utilize Peace River. And we have Peace River that comes to utilize on the sunrise so Cecil Thompson Park the bouncy pillow so that's where I see the connection if you're asking about specifically the crime aspect so we have the RCMP of course that comes through and as they're driving along Highway 688 to L- uh, Lubicon and Cadot Lake that police presence makes a huge difference along that highway. We've seen a, a dramatic redu- reduction in crime rates there that compared to what they used to be three, four years ago because the RCMP are traveling that way so much. So the communication between the two is is gonna be, I feel, really strong, and it's gonna build the communities together. If anything, it's gonna bring them together because we're gonna have the rules coming to Peace River to learn more as well and then the the way I see the town of Peace River is learning more about Northern Sunrise and Northern Sunrise learning more about the town residents of which one feels safe and where and why so that's where I see the the connections there. Um.
10: So the, there's no motion
5: coming out of this. Well, Your Worship, it sounded like there was a motion for us to partner on this initiative. Is that not where we're at?
1: It, it's, yeah, it's to accept the, the pilot, uh, to, um, we've been offered this pilot project to accept, uh, and basically it's just to um, ex- uh, participate in this pilot project uh, of the Alberta Rural fronting Prevention with, framework.
5: With Northern Sunrise County. Correct. I'll make that motion, Your Worship.
1: Chair, thank
10: you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, that takes us to reports. Um, there's um, there's one report: the Peace Library System highlights for November 2019. Uh, Ms. Manser, I think you're the, the the lead person
0: on this one. Um. Yes, thank you. Uh, We elected our new uh, board, which is mostly the same as the old board with a few additions. Also, um, we uh, passed budgets. Um, We're, as you can see, looking at purchasing uh, new servers, photocopiers, a disk cleaning machine, which is apparently uh, something that all the libraries in the system would really appreciate the use of, and a new delivery vehicle. Uh, We've also received notice from our um, um, director, uh, Linda Dupuy, that she will be retiring effective uh, July 2020. She has served the library system for, uh, I don't know if it's 20 or almost, well, it's at least I think 20 years. And um, we uh, will be going through a transition at that point in time. I would also draw your attention to the quick facts. Uh, 2019 at the bottom, um, population is 174,620, which is most of northwestern Alberta, with the exception of the very north, Mackenzie County, which is not chosen to be part of the system. Uh, Many schools also receive services through um, the system, and um, everything seems to be going well. I will also speak for our local library. I attended the Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting and we had um, Channing Stanhouse uh, present to the Chamber about what our local library does. So I have a little brochure for each council member that I will uh, send around for you to peruse. Thank you.
5: So Tanya has, uh, Your Worship. Tanya has the chamber, or pardon me, the library booked in for January sometime to present to council. Is that right, Tanya? Uh, Director Town will be confirming during the budget
3: process. With
10: him. Yeah, right. Well, looking at the, uh, looking at this quick look at what's happening at the library, it looks like libraries are more
0: than just about books. <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> there's, there's, they are moving right along forward into the century. Okay, very
10: good. Um, we also have a set of notes or minutes from the White Peace Tourism Association. Do uh, we
0: have anyone at that particular meeting? No? Um, Laura, Love. Laura, Love Laura Love from the oh, okay. museum, I
10: believe, was there. Um, do, does anyone have questions of administration about the the, uh, the Tourism Association and the Minutes. I'm over-accepting the information. Okay. All in favor? I do not, uh, note, uh, Ms. Mazur, that you gave me a PRITA uh, uh,
0: set of notes. I had an extra one from our PRIDA meeting. I think uh, that was in our last agenda, some information about PRIDA, maybe? Oh, okay. Anyways, there's lots of stats in there that I think you might be fond of.
10: So, but this wasn't in the last last agenda, so maybe we should put that into the, uh, or they're not proprietary stats, are they? I don't think so. Okay, uh, and we'll uh, we'll put this uh, in the next uh, agenda topics. Okay, very good. Uh, there's an information item: uh, Region Six Métis National Assembly Annual Report. Uh, so we'll accept that for information. Not good. You want to do that again? All in favor? Um, any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. And, uh, seems, oh, we have one member from the public still left in the gallery.
2: Uh, it's, uh, sorry, Your Worship, I, I believe would yeah, Council could like, make an oral notice of... It's not really a notice of motion. It's something that I would like to have brought up at the next uh, Council meeting, if possible. Um, it, it comes out of a, a news article that was done last week at uh, a decision that was made, and um, after the news article came out um, regarding the settlement for, for okay. Mr. Bunn, um, I received, um, I would put it this way, not a lot of phone calls, but definitely more than one with questions. And because the decision is one that we can't speak of the decision, um, as that there was a non-disclosure agreement. I said that I can't really speak of the decision because there's a non-disclosure agreement. And one of the questions that was asked was, well, how much money was spent on legal fees on the decision? And I um, said, well, you could ask that question. And the comment back was, I'm asking you to ask that question on, on my behalf. And I've been quite public in the past of saying that I believe in transparency and also that. I don't really see the need personally for FOIP when a person has information that could or should be publicly available. So I doubt if anybody has the answer tonight, so I'm not really requesting it tonight unless somebody has it, but the the question of what was spent on legal fees, I mean, I can see when there's an ongoing issue that you don't talk about your fees because that could give the other side uh, a position of, Well, if they're only prepared to go to here, we can go to here, and it changes negotiation. But after a decision's been made, I'm not sure that there's any reason not to have that as a public piece of information if somebody wants it. I also feel strongly that as representatives of the community, that if we're asked a question that can be asked, that we should ask it. it can be uncomfortable for the other person to ask. It can be uncomfortable to, for us to ask, but we have responsibilities as counselors. So I'd like to have that question uh, put on the agenda for next meeting, and uh, to have an answer brought to
9: the meeting. So could you just clarify for me, Mr. Good, what what legal fees are you referring to, and what time frame are you referring? to? Um, talking about um i guess it would be any
2: legal fees spent since the since the
9: event of the since since well, january of 20 since january 21st of 2014 2013.
2: whenever that was i'm not familiar with the date but I yeah i was i mean i was here but i was here when the decision was made public but yeah but from that time frame
5: uh uh interesting uh end of the meeting don i guess the thing for me
1: sorry so, so just uh a notice of motion if he he requests a notice of motion then we will actually make a discussion on his notice of motion so then you could make the actual request at the next meeting saying this is what i want and then at that time the council can vote so otherwise oh, it's see. been added in, um, if this Thanks. is an item that has hasn't been officially added to the agenda, agenda. at the very beginning so, so not
5: open for debate at this point. It's long. not open Thank for you.
1: debate. So he's okay. just saying I would like to have this question asked at this particular time. And then at that point, uh, he can't actually say I want the answer at that meeting, which is what he's asked for right tonight. His his official question will be at the next meeting. This is the information that I'm requesting.
10: Okay. Right. Yes. Put it in writing for notice. Of
2: yeah. Correct. But he said he wasn't making any submission. Well, I'm not sure how to word it. It's more of the I mean, it's an unusual situation, so I
11: ask for your forbearance. Yeah. I'm just just going to ask a question, so the question that that you want answered, or the individual wants answered, and I'm just going to throw this out at Mr. Parker, is that
1: number, whatever it may be, is that part of the NDA? so how so, about so, so, um, let's let's have the question actually asked next meeting and at that point we will have a couple of days that we can actually prepare report. report. okay thank you thank
10: you okay um uh, good uh, so we have one member from uh from the public still remaining in the gallery do you have any comments that you want to bring up I'm assuming not. Uh, so that'll we'll turn to the media and this is your opportunity to ask questions slash set up interviews or, uh, or some other engagement.
11: Can I bore you after uh, you we're
10: adjourned? Uh, what what what's gonna be the document? actually I think
11: it would be Mrs. Bell, because you had talked about uh, the 55, so uh, yeah. 55 games and the future of the Aladair Rec Center basically, it's kind of what was reiterated in the Chambers radio, so right. put that yeah, on there. it
10: would be, uh, yeah, so Ms. Bell would probably be the best now for a Sorry.
7: <laughs> yeah, I'll just blah, blah, blah away. I, I welcome it. <laughs> 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 uh,
10: and uh, so the uh, the uh, written press. Any uh, any questions? Any setups for interviews? I was
6: also going to ask to speak with Tanya. About the the oh, she's music.
13: pretty popular. No, I am <laughs> just, I'm just right here. And just also
6: storm. to get comments from you, Tom, about the value of the collaboration with Northern Sunrise County
0: with the pilot project. And also, why Peace River is a good place for the 55 plus games, besides a place for you to train. <laughs> so, that could
10: be done tomorrow or um, okay. Uh, January. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow isn't a very good day for me. Uh, but I think, um, in terms of collaboration with NSC on the rural crime prevention, um, I think actually asking Mr. Barker would be.
5: Okay. Sir? Sure.
1: I can ask questions. Chris- are you available tomorrow to speak up um, or so later I'm actually doing the same presentation to Northern at sunrise tomorrow afternoon, and I'm actually doing a different presentation in the morning with northern lights, oh so um, anytime maybe after 3.
13: After 3 p.m.
11: Should should be free. Here at the office?
6: After 3? Okay. All right. Thank you for that. And Tanya, when are you available to speak up? Uh, just tonight? Or? Tonight, sure.
10: And the Smoky Peace
2: River Express? OK, for now. OK. I'll email it to you if I need. OK. Tom, if I may, just uh, for the Smoky River Express, does anybody know we have a TV star in mean, <laughs> If anybody it. was watching I mean, Global TV. News, I think last week it was Global. Uh,
12: yeah. I
2: yeah. could be TV. wrong. Yeah. Um, the demon and his consort were on TV last oh, night, okay. um, evening and Consorting, and uh, it was actually really for it was short, but it was really an impressive clip so, so actually. wasn't people from Fisher River down Edmonton or something like that? It was positive. no, it was no, actually
4: <laughs> it was very very good, and uh, you both uh, looked pretty good on TV. So well, thanks. We had three performers rowboats, uh, from Edmonton, so that was great. but yeah, we, we uh, ran the Krampus knock. Uh, fire show, so it's like Halloween in December. And we had about 20 kids come up after and want to take pictures with my husband and take photos with Satan, so that was great. It's <laughs> <great.
13: laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, it's a small festival, but we had uh, last year about 200
4: people. This year it was 400 to 500, and people were complaining they couldn't see. Uh, so next year we've got to try to get a sponsorship for a stage. Uh, so they've already booked us for next year, and we're building this into a festival festival in Edmonton. So oh. it, was, it was a lot of fun, and yeah, my Doug got, my husband got mobbed by TV cameras as soon as we were done, so I wasn't, we, we
0: kind of knew it was coming, but we didn't get to, to see it because I brought driving back to so It was good you told us, dog
2: because everyone was wondering. that. should we the yardage. You <laughs> didn't have a chance, it was kind of like, you
4: Well, of course you saw it, right?
9: So it
11: was like, oh, and Doug's like, I hope my mom did soon. If you a little video, she be able to go back and get that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much okay
10: we'll uh, recess for uh, 5 minutes or 10 minutes and then we'll uh, have our eight camera session